Hello, and welcome to the Pipeline Oil and Gas News Podcast with me, Julian Walker. I'm very glad to kick off our first podcast with Federica Justus, who is the President of International Operations at Weatherford. Welcome. Thank you, Julian. My pleasure. Today, we're going to discuss the digital transformation of the oil field. And specifically, Federico, you are going to talk about the strategies, opportunities and challenges this transformation presents for Middle East operators. Before we dive in to our conversation, I just wanted to introduce you, Federico, and give our listeners a bit about your background. Thank you, Julia. Mm-hmm. Outside of your day job as the president of international operations, you also serve on Weatherford's sustainability committee, helping to yes. provide to provide a diverse perspective of sustainability needs across the organization. That's right. Well, Frederico Justus, I work in the oil and gas industry uh, in the last 22 years. In the last 10 years, I've been uh, running weather for business across the world, uh, pretty much on the Eastern Hemisphere. I've been in charge of Europe, Africa, Middle East, in isolation, also Asia. I have a brief period of time that I was in charge of the entire operation globally uh, for mm-hmm. all the regions. That was in 2017. And now, uh, two months ago, I took a new role, which is the president of international operations, right? So then, of course, as, an, as a weather for officer, I also participate in several other initiatives that the company has. Yeah. So you mentioned the sustainability committee, which is a very important one, right? We have important targets in terms of sustainability in the company uh, in the years to come in several areas, right? We can discuss that in detail, but of course, it's a critical element yeah. for any company today to exist in the planet, mm-hmm. right? Glad to be here. Glad to talk about uh, yeah. digitalization, digitization, or... Internet Abs- of Things. Or- Absolutely, Federico. Yeah, let's let's dive straight into today's topic, which, as I said before, the digital transformation of the oil field. First off, how is Weatherford approaching digital transformation of the oil field um, in the Middle East? Well, as you know, in the Middle East, the market is dominated by the national oil companies, right? Mm-hmm. As we also saw a few weeks ago, most of these countries now, they have their quotas, production quotas, right? They try to achieve that quota in the most efficient manner and also taking care of the safety of the people, right? So when... Uh, um, Weatherford starts to think about the strategy on uh, digitalization and now this uh, 4.0 industry, right? We start to embed our technology, uh, things that we can do to the upstream, to the reality of the upstream, to help the clients to have uh, safer operation, operations improvements, to help them uh, to be more efficient overall and to have overall better operations, right? Yeah. So then uh, you have a lot of possibilities today. It's not only automation, right? Mm-hmm. Because you have, of course, uh, Internet of Things, you have uh, private clouds you have uh, yeah. you know uh, advanced uh, analytics right that you can do and then you combine that with automation but not only automation also with, uh, also with autonomous control and when you combine all those elements then of course you you open a wide range of possibilities right so we have digital platforms today things called vero sorry uh, things called centro and foresight i'm thinking about Vero. i'll talk about Vero later yeah. so uh, centro and foresight are two platforms centro is more on drilling you know, automation and of course, uh, foresight more on production. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, they have a lot of physics, you know, inside, built inside. So then you, when you combine those, those things with, you know, analytics, right? And then you, you give the operator the possibility to take orders, you know, to drive things remotely, right? That opens a lot of uh, possibilities to be more efficient, to have better operations and to be safer, right? Absolutely. And I think that sort of ties in greatly with sort of just mentioning there. So, you know, what kind of advantages can these different types of digital transformations bring to an operator working in the Middle East? Yeah, look, uh, you can go to the entire lifespan of the assets, right? So whether for Wherefore has uh, the segments today, um, which are taking care of uh, well construction, 
of drilling, of completion and production, right? So in every one of those spaces, you have something uh, digital today that can enable things, right? I'll give an example on mature fields. Mature fields, they, you know, so today is going to be, of course, a big area of focus because you are already producing. So what you are trying to achieve here, you want to try to minimize the decline rate or even Mm -hmm. get a little bit more production. How can your systems help in today's world? Imagine, you know, something that's happening these days, right? Imagine that you don't have access to a lot of people. You don't have access to, uh, you don't want to move people around a lot of times because yeah. of restrictions, you know, that you have to move, right? So then what you have, we can we can have systems today that uh, we can predict and prevent failures happening on the field, on the production equipment. And then, of course, uh, you can transmit data to the cloud. You can have someone uh, sitting in some office, you know, even a home office, you know, with, mm-hmm. uh, with a tablet, yeah. and they're going to find out what's going on and they can make a decision. And you can also have controller, integrated controllers on the field that allow you when you take this autonomous decision to really make things happen in the field, right? So then you minimize the drop in production without having a lot of resources available, right? Can you go into a bit more detail about drilling? I would expect the drilling to be a little less now during this, you know, uh, after the price clash, right? So I would expect really production to take more charge now in terms of having new applications. But coming to drilling as well, uh, one of the most common problems that the industry has is stuck pipe, right? The stuck pipe yes. is something that, uh, you know, affects all the operators worldwide and is not different in the Middle East. And today you have platforms that you can prevent stuck pipe, right, when you're drilling. So that comes a little bit to, to the core of the idea of digitalization, right, uh, into the oil gas industries like you don't need to learn again every time you're going to do something right you mm-hmm. need to leverage from the experience you have across the years to take better decisions to take better well-informed decisions what is digitization actually doing what digitization does and you know helps you uh, and, and of course applies a lot in the media is, is like you provide the data of your employees yeah. in a private cloud and then they can take better decisions better well-informed decisions let's say right? that's the, the main target so just everyone's more informed so obviously that gives such an advantage when everyone in the organization for an operator knows what's going on. Yeah, you're going to have to adapt a little bit to organization as well to, sure. to cope with that, right? So there are a few challenges as well. Yeah, we'll go into those, yeah, I think that's coming up. I mean, just before we go into sort of opportunities and challenges, which will always come with, you know, a, a transformation, are you seeing specifically in the Middle East a sort of a growing demand for greater digitization within the oil and gas industry? Yeah, look, uh, that's a common word today, right? I'm very active in the shows in the Middle East, right, in the, in the energy, oil and gas shows, right? So ADPAC and meals and, you know, and uh, every single place I go, uh, you're going to hear a lot about it. And you see the operators are very interested. They, they have a feeling that there's a lot of value in it. But I would say that a lot of people are still experimenting things, right? They're not like full full gear yet, taking advantage of it. Mm-hmm. But that uh, is a trend that is going to only increase in the years to come, I would say. And sort of linking to that, you know, things to come and everyone sort of testing and looking at it. What would you say, um, you know, are the sort of, we've talked about the advantages, but what are the opportunities that digital transformation can bring in the Middle East and, and why people might start looking at it. Yeah, three main aspects. Yeah. Better operation, like more efficient operations, right? Mm-hmm. So just think about it. Every time you're going to drill a new well in a new country or a new field, even exploration, you have so much correlated data already in the Mideast. You know, every single country, they have many wells that were drilled. You know, one thing that is doable 
and Letterfresh is doing that uh, in the Victus system, which is uh, you mm-hmm. know management pressure drilling optimization system, right? We got the know-how of uh, hundreds of thousands of hours of drilling. It's the same concept that the airplanes have today. Okay. When they're flying a certain uh, height and then there are some changes in conditions. So you take the decision a little bit away from the pilot. So the system already has all that built in and what was the best reaction for that condition and stuff. Having all this knowledge and loading the system. So when mm-hmm. you face a situation, a drilling challenge, right? Yeah. You know, like how it is normally done, right? You have a few people talking, making a decision based on the experience of A or B. And it could happen in a certain situation that, uh, you know, there's a gap. But once you have a support system, uh, you know, that has millions of hours of operation experience, which knows that if you do A, B, and C, it results in D and D was not good. So you, you avoid that sequence. That helps you to be more efficient. How can a system like Vero help? When you talk about a system like uh, Vero, mm-hmm. uh, Vero is an automated connection system to uh, make sure that everything connection, uh, when you're running casing, completion, you have all the connections, uh, you know, properly done, like as, as per standard. So what happens is there is one Vero system which is fully automated today. And that means that through the um, platform, you know, you can check everything, you can run, so you don't need to have anyone uh, in the red zone. Yeah. So that's, oh, that's right. safer, that's actually more efficient. So imagine today, I'll bring that back because of course uh, we are all in the same environment today, right? Yeah. Today, uh, I run the operations for Weather for Internationally and I face myself situations that I, I just cannot move the people. So I have people that I need to fly from a country to another country to go offshore and I can't. But if I have a system like Vero, uh, I can operate one person on board that's going to be uh, actually not close to the rig uh, on the red zone. It's going to be inside the, the cabin, right? So he's going to be able to do the role, the whole running casing process through that. And that's a combination of course automation, but also the, the controls I was talking to you, the, the autonomous control that allow you to do things out, you know, remotely. It's a combination of artificial intelligence with this autonomous control, right? This is another good example of digitization, right? So in every single area, uh, think about it, you know, we are bringing, we're bringing something in that space. And I think that's just the beginning. Yeah, and that's, I think what you're sort of explaining there is really opening more avenues or how you, how operators can do their work or their business if they don't need to be moving people around or, and bringing and combining it. I think that's, you know, pretty clear from the different products and everything you have. Obviously, when a lot of, um, you know, implementing digital transformation, there are, you know, what are the sort of hurdles that companies are sort of facing? And obviously, I'm sure you'll have this because obviously you're, you know, your products and people looking to, to do it. What, what, what do you see companies are having to come up against when trying to bring this digital transformation in? Yeah, so the first thing you hear a lot about it, but you need to have a strategy. Okay. You, know, you need to have a yeah. digitalization strategy, right? Otherwise, you're going to be, uh, you could be only uh, going around without something concrete that you mm-hmm. can, uh, you know, have a, you know, something that you can hold on to start with the implementation and things like that. So then after have a strategy on what you want to do, and, and actually the recommendation is like, is to think what's your end goal. Okay. Like yeah. we, we tell our clients, what's your end goal? Like, what do you want to achieve, right? You know, some clients, they have the view that, uh, the vision that they could actually operate the entire field remotely. So then we say, okay, that's your goal. So then we're going to have to do A, B, and C to implement that goal, right? Mm-hmm. Across a certain period of time. So that comes the process part. After the strategy is yeah. the process part. Then you have to have, you know, you're going to have probably less people in most of these situations, but you still need to have digital professionals. Yeah. 
because you're going to have to deal with, uh, there is a challenge, of course, on the telecommunication side, because, you know, we're going to have to integrate information coming from the field, from several wells to the cloud. So there is a whole network that needs to be implemented, right? And also another thing that's very interesting, Julian, is that decision-making most of the time is based on experience. There is a certain, there's a certain grant of authority inside mm-hmm. the organization to see who's going to decide what and how it's being decided. So, and when you talk about production, sometimes talk about reservoir or even drilling, offshore drilling, very expensive drilling, right? You need to have a, a real change management process inside your organization to understand that you're going to start to take decisions based on that data, right? Otherwise, uh, yes. it can be really very difficult to manage. But I would say that there are challenges, but we see that they're not difficult to yeah. work through. Right? Absolutely. And it also sounds like, you, you know, Weatherford, you, you really have a sort of a broad range platforms of solutions and offerings in the digital field that people can bring and use in this transformation. Our, our target as a company is, is to be more and more a solutions provider, you know, to take challenges and, you know, help the clients to address those challenges rather than only selling or putting one widget or, you know, like um, we talk about Vero or Victor's or you name it, all the technology that you have, but really what you want to do is to address the client's issue, right? Yeah. And of course, that's the value you can bring, right? And the approach on uh, on digitalization is uh, is fully uh, synchronized with that effort. So there is nothing coming up that doesn't help the clients to be quicker, more efficient, to operate cheaper with more safety. So it's all in line with that, right? And then of course, uh, we don't bring only the technology. We want to make, uh, we want to pave the road okay. for the clients to implement that, right? Once they see need and use for it, right? Great. Well, thanks, Federico. Very interesting. That's uh, you know, and sounds like to me an exciting road forward, as you said, working with the operators and how to get to a point of what they want to get to. Yeah, it's getting traction uh, in several countries in the Middle East, several examples today of uh, operators which are embracing it. And I see that there's a tendency to deploy across the board sometimes, right? So I'll give an example. Um, one operator starts to uh, run Vero, automated Vero, uh, to run casing, you know, and uh, and after they see the, that you run the casing quicker, less people on the rig, onshore, offshore, you know, 100% assurance of the integrity of the connections, no connections being discarded. So they see all of that. So they say, okay, I want to run Vero across our operation. So I want to run Vero everywhere. So then comes to a commercial discussion, how we enable that as well to be feasible, right? Mm-hmm. But the adherence to technology in the Middle East is, is growing, I would say, recently. Great. Yeah, I think you can see that. And I think that energy landscape, I think, on, you know, adopting digitalization, I think is sort of on a, a new step change. Absolutely. Thanks, Federico. Very interesting. And uh, thanks for being part of the first podcast. Just on a, on a lighter note, I mean, from one home desk to another, could you maybe give our listeners uh, maybe an insight of what have you started doing more since you started working from home? Oh, yeah. That's a very good question. It's, it's going to be, you know, in five days, it'll be like two months that I did my last business trip I was making up in Europe when things started right so right now I would say that I got back some of my soccer skills because <laughs> I have a couple of hours that I play with my kids now but actually I'm reading a lot of history books I, I used to like history you know Roman Empire Ottoman Empire things like that so reading so more reading, yeah, me too reading more you know still have a little bit more time for those things right but looking forward as well to be able to uh, start to do again what you used to do right which is getting close to the people that you work with getting yeah. close to our clients and you know and it's coming it's coming yeah super thanks Federico thanks for tuning in to the first of our Weatherford podcast series and we'll be back soon with more insightful conversation yeah.